another episode of Sports and Songs podcast. We're on season four, episode 43. Andy, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Doing good. How about you? Good. It's a sports edition. Today is September 4th. Happy Labor Day, by the way. Yes. We always work here. The offices were open today. We, did not we don't have holidays tomorrow. off here at the at the studio. Yeah, we had some off recently, but uh, town ball finals today and other things starting up. We just Labor Day is always, always big in the sports world. Labor Day weekend is, and Labor Day itself is uh, here in the uh, great state of Minnesota. Always a big weekend. We had to pay sport. that time and a half today, but we got them out there. It's a it's there's lots, lots to keep up with. So let's start off with the trivia question, then we'll yeah. roll right into the sports action. This trivia yeah. question is, it's it's football related. Okay. And we're in football season. Um, what year, Andy, what year did the Penn State Nittany Lions join the Big Ten? What year was that? I got to think on that one. Well, that'll be the answer. So uh, okay. go ahead for the listeners out there. Uh, Google that answer for us, but Penn State joined the Big Ten, and I think that was one of the first teams that did. And then yeah. over the years, more and more and more teams, and now you know, twenty. And they were independent teams. at the time, I believe, too. I think so. This is they uh, didn't leave a conference; they were the independent. So okay, okay, but that's a good question. There's a uh, there's a backstory to why I'm asking this, which is going to be good. We'll cover right. this at the end of this end of the episode. All but right. let's get started with your. Uh, with your slideshow, Andy, we'll see what's all going on in the world of sports. What have you got? Ooh, My little ooh. corner of fun. I just, you know, try not to be a homer when I say this. Start off the soapbox here. As you know, Eastern Washington was in town to take on the Bison. Okay. There, you know, I get it. You got purple seats. It's the Vikings. Rah, rah, rah. Yes. You couldn't vacuum up your little horned guy and put the Bison logo at the center. You couldn't put NDSU's information in the end zone to keep Viking stuff. They don't play for another week there. Don't tell me it's that hard to vacuum up and redo. Wow. So they just had the – if you look there close on his image, it's the Bison logo on the, what, 25, 35-yard 25, line, something like that. And 25, yeah. Both ends. But that's it. The rest of the field is painted Vikings. Okay. You know, it's at U.S. Bank. I get that, but it's odd. Yeah, keep your school Viking banners. I'll give you that around the sides on the padding there. I get that. But, you know, they keep the Viking logo out, even for the high school tournaments. Okay, maybe for high school they're not playing the pro field, but maybe at least put the, like, Minnesota State football, high school football logo in the middle or something. You can't tell yeah. you can't wipe that stuff up and redo it. I just find that hard to believe. You've said that in the past, Andy, and what he's talking about is the prep bowl for the prep bowl. It's yeah. a full, like a two-weekend thing when the Vikings are typically they're out of town. And they play with the Vikings logo on the field. Couldn't they put the you know Minnesota State High School League or something yeah. on there for all those games at 50-yard line or something? But they may maybe have a deal or a contract, and maybe the Bison did here too. But this was this was the first ever college football game played at U.S. Bank Stadium. This was a pretty big deal and maybe they said you know leave leave alone it's too much man hours to uh, get all that clean up and just smaller ones on the sides so good question if you look down i don't know this between yeah. the numbers and the sideline and the 25 i'll give you the nfl logo there it's an nfl stadium i'll give you that keep that there yeah. totally get that but you know we it's not like 
the Vikings or U.S. Bank Stadium invited the Bison down. Now, if you're coming to my house, don't you want to make them feel like home? The University of North Dakota, North Dakota State University got at least $350,000 for their game. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. If they sold 30,000 tickets, they get 450,000. They hit 35, et cetera, et cetera. It went up. Okay. So they got a nice cut. You couldn't at least, you could afford to pay them that for 20,000 people. And you go, wait, the Boz got 350k just for playing the game there. They uh I saw some numbers a while ago coming up. They uh when they played um Arizona last year, they got like 450,000. And next year, they were supposed to have that home and home with Oregon, but uh COVID hit. Okay, yep. Next year, the buyers will open up on the road. Coach Prime's house. Is that right? You can't tell me that's not a great marketing thing for recruits right now for the buyers. Oh. Not that they oh. need it, but my God. And we'll get to Coach Prime later. So, so if you watched so college football the last couple of weeks, they have a lot of extra timeouts and commercials now. And Chip Kelly was not very happy with it. Uh, Chip Kelly to ESPN at halftime. These new rules are crazy. We had four drives in the first half. Hope you guys are selling lots of commercials. So Chip Kelly, I don't think, will be on the ESPN panel anytime soon. So what does the time have to do with how many drives he had? Well, because the they stop the clock all the time, so it kind of kills momentum. I see. So and in addition know, to the timeouts that they get, they're uh, stopping it for media timeouts. Yep. Yeah. College basketball. This. Okay. If you watch a college basketball game, that starts. If no one calls a timeout after so long, there's always a media timeout so many minutes in. Hope you're selling lots of commercials, boys. Uh, it, it's all about the TV, the broadcast, uh, the networks. Now, Puddles, Oregon mascot, he does seven push-ups for every touchdown they – or a touch uh, – push-up for every point. Okay. So if they have a field goal, he does three. They score a touchdown after that. He does 10. Well, they won 81 to 7. He did 546 push-ups in costume to set. Wow. Poor little guy. Well, that is a lot of work. And yeah. I don't know what the temperature there was. Was it warm? I, I don't I don't care. He did 546 bloody push-ups, man. In a wow. mascot in a uniform. I want to see a little Notre Dame guy try that. That thing's crazy hot in there. Yes. I wonder if they don't like change out guys every so often or something. <laughs> he has a stunt mascot. All right. FCS, here's the top 10. how they all fared. Uh, everybody was a winner in the top 10, except number seven, UIW. They lost to UTEP. Okay. Um, UTEP being the biggest school, <clears throat> probably affected, but shouldn't. But there you see uh, South Dakota State won 45-7 over Western Washington – or Western Oregon. The Bison beat Eastern Washington, et cetera, et cetera. Montana State won. Billy and Mary won. So only the one loss for the top 10 there. And the big school's top 10, everyone was a winner except LSU, but they lost to other ranked teams, so that's not too bad. But uh, the fun has begun. 
The fun. Yeah, it's, a, it's a long season. It's it's what fourteen straight weeks of college football, and yep. teams play what twelve games. Yep. Uh, in that mix or something. Uh, now, wow. number seventeen. TCU Horned Frogs lost to Coach Prime and the Colorado Buffaloes. Nice. If you look at the score, that was a good game, man. They got seven nothing. 17-14. Yeah, this evenly matched game the whole way through. Yeah. Coach Prime and the boys came back at the end. Now, I'm not saying anything. But I think it was a good, good meal at the Sanders house afterwards. Because this boy threw for 38 out of 47, 510 yards, four touchdowns. This other son on defense had nine tackles and one assist. Okay. I think Coach Prime's house ate good that night. Wow, look now, at the stats. That is I don't have a stat of it here or a picture of it here, but he likes to go by Coach Prime. We've covered that here. Mr. Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, put up on Twitter, uh, hey, Dion, nice going in your coaching debut. And he goes, no problem, Pat. And he signed it, Coach Prime. Well, it wasn't his coaching debut, right? But it was no, Colorado. It was his debut in the big schools, you know. Okay, okay. You know, hey, nice, nice first game of the season. Dion, he put Dion Sanders on the Dion replied, no problem. Pat then signed to Coach Prime. <laughs> yeah, a little dig in there. So Mr. Mahomes, you may be a veteran, but it's Coach Prime we're talking about. Exactly. Well stated. It's a veteran move. State tournament, like we said, ended today, or last night and today. First of all, congratulations to Air Freight claiming the Class B title after claiming 21 Class A last year. Over, so they won that over in, uh, um, is that Dassel that the game was played at? That was at Dassel. They beat Dassel. the Indians from Class last B. Night. And they don't have the team picture yet, but congratulations to the Maple Lake Lakers who won this afternoon class C title. So yeah, they were they they, they finished the season the tenth ranked team in the state, and uh, you know knocked off some heavy ball clubs along the way. And oh yeah, because we were at the Jordan game, they won that one. Beat Bluffton, which we hung around for, but you know, uh, who they beat? They beat. Uh, Sartell, they beat, you know, so that was pretty, a pretty good game. They got Sartell, and then they just fought uphill the whole way. They, they beat Sartell. Yeah, they beat Cortland Cubs. They beat the uh, Union Hill Bulldogs. They beat Sartell Muskies, Jordan Brewers, Bluffton Braves, and finally the Bird Island Bullfrogs to win it all today. Yep. Uh the all-tournament team was named. The MVPs were giving out some great baseball. The attendance was 28,000 people, Andy. Jeez. Now, that's an asterisk because that's three weekends, and it also includes this class in Class A, which was separately recorded right. all the previous years. So, of course, they you know, had huge numbers. Uh, and you had that extra weekend in Waconia because the other class added and stuff. So, but. You know, so it's they, they did well. It's yeah. Now we're gonna see this. Now they're gonna have numbers to compare for next year. Yeah. Now we can compare apples to apples. Yeah. That they're gonna try to do all they can now to beat that number. And um, boy, the hosts next year are Jordan, Bell played in Green Isle. And everybody was gonna be better numbers because Delano should have made it. They lost the first game yesterday. Imagine if Delano had been in with this nice weather, what that number would have been. 
Yeah, that was their plan. They were the number one ranked team in the state yep. playing at home, and people just assumed that they would run that table and get in there. And boy, when they did play, the the, the crowd was packed. Uh, one of those nights was twelve hundred people for a single game. But you know, the other games, there are five, six, seven hundred fans are showing up for these games. It, it, big news. But then Delano gets beat, and now you get some of these out state teams in there, and fun stuff. Uh, but- very fun. Yeah, like we said, though, said well, they they planned it with Delano there. Like we said, they planned the sites for next year, so it's not like the season ends. They go, hey, what three cities can we put it in? Yeah, it was yeah. just the perfect storm. Delano was the one seed; they had home field, you know. And yeah, they're picked, uh, you know, three or four years in advance the site. So the way that this rolled is having Delano be that good this year, knowing that they would have a chance to to play at home uh, for these for these games. But boy. Maple Lake going six and zero in the tournament. Yep. Wow. So, like you said, Jordan and Greenout hosting next year to the host cities. That was a nice little incentive for your all year long, you know. And and Jordan's going to be good, so they're already sitting on a jackpot to be possible playing at home. Bell Plain is is kind of a higher average team, uh, maybe even higher than that. And but that's the incentive. Now they're yep. going to have a good team next year just because people want to get on that team, play on that team and say, hey, we can have a chance to play at home. And Green Isle already was in the state this year. And so yep. if they get a chance again to play, uh, these are three locations that really draw fans. Yep. We shall see. Major League Baseball, let's go through some standings here. They got Baltimore in first, Tampa second. And the rest of the happy group there. Central, Twins, 71-66. and 66. Does not look like they're going to win 21 more games this year. Well, they, five games out. It'll be a so, tough stretch, but they've got. Uh, it'll be tough. They could. They could possibly do it. If you see after Kansas City, they are mathematically eliminated. Okay. I did not have the magic numbers today when I started this. I apologize. Well, no Seattle more. Seattle and Houston are tied. Texas, a game out. There we go. Oakland mathematically eliminated. National League, Braves. Phillies, Miami. The Mets have passed Washington to be fourth place. Let's go Mets. Central, the Brew Crew, three games up on the Cubbies. Red six out, still in it for the wild card. And in the West, Dodgers, Zona, as we call them, and the Giants. Here's the playoffs for today. Orioles and Mariners are your Two buys, and the wild card would be Twins-Astros, Rays-Rangers. National League would be the ATL and the LAD getting the uh, buys. The Brewers would play either the Giants, Diamondbacks, Marlins. They'd have to do the whole tiebreaker situation, which we're not getting into because we still got three weeks left to worry about it. Yep. And then the Phillies and Cubs, which, sadly enough, Phillies and Cubs would be a good series. Two gritty teams going at it there. Oh, yes. And here's the wild card standings. It's Tampa, Texas, Houston, Toronto, a game and a half out, Boston, five and a half out with that last wild card spot. And the NLs, Philly and the Cubs. Then there's the tie between Frisco, Arizona, Miami, and Cincinnati. Then um, San Diego's five and a half out in it, but just because they want to be nice to them, they list them. Few more sports notes I got here before we get going on other stuff. 
Hockey leagues in Europe are going to make uh, the refs do interviews after games to explain calls. I wonder oh, if you ever catch on here with football or basketball or something like that. Nice idea. Wow. You know, you know, what are you doing there? So we'll see how that works. University of Nebraska women's volleyball drew 92, yeah, 92,000 entry. Most attended women's sporting event of all time. They played at the at the big house, the big red house there in Nebraska on the football field. 92,000. 92, now, I know for a football game, I've heard the numbers, and I, this is no lie. I think if that football stadium sold out, it's like the second or third large, or third or fourth largest city in Nebraska when that stadium sold out. So a few threw a few more people on there, and I was reading that was basically a fourth, or I'm sorry, 4% of Nebraska's population was in that stadium. Jeez, wow. And it was Basketball. outdoors to I'm sorry? play volleyball. And wow. Outdoors. Nebraska women's volleyball set a high mark for women's sports attendance Wednesday with more than 92,000. So it's through three. Those three guys are upset. Mention their numbers. Um, the Cornhuskers broke the record set by FC Barcelona April of 22 when they had 91 plus thousand attend the team's championship league semifinals. The idea came when Nebraska's football stadium came from original rival with Wisconsin after the Badgers set the, vo the volleyball record when they played in the basketball arena. Now, if I've ever been to the volleyball arena at the U of for Minnesota, it is a little smaller than the basketball one. No offense. Why well, put all the extra lights in there for not to draw the fans? But they played in the basketball arena and drew some fans. So Nebraska said, hold my beer. They gave students the day off of classes for volleyball day. They showed up in force. The previous U.S. record for a women's sporting event was 90,185 at the Rose Bowl for the 1999 World Cup. Okay. Is that when slid and took her shirt off? That Brandy Chastain? Boy, it could have been. Yeah, yeah. Don't ask why I remember that. $25. I looked up what were seats prices. It was $25 for every seat. $5 for high school and younger. From standing room to field, all tickets, 25 bucks. They sold 92,003. Do the math. They made out okay. I mentioned this a couple weeks ago. Drew McCoy of Texas with his NIL deal will provide an AED cardiac arrest awareness through the Huddle for Hearts campaign. So every one TD, this company has to donate an AED device. Well, so far he's got two catches for 21 yards, no touchdowns. I don't care if he scores one touchdown or 50. The fact he signed this deal, hats off, young man. Hats off. That's a great a great uh, thing to do there. N number one, to raise awareness. Number two is, is that he's actually doing something you know, for the good, uh, something. Yep. I got a couple of stats of the week. One's an 80 stat, one's just a cool stat. So here we go. In 1989, at the age of 42, Nolan Ryan averaged 127 pitches a game with a high of 164, which came five days after he threw 150. Just look at those numbers and then read the box scores tonight after all the games, who threw how many pitches. 
Exactly. Tony Gwynn batted 69 times with runners on second and third with two outs during his career. He never struck out. <laughs> wow. I mean, just just think of that. I mean, I don't care how good a contact here. You figured there'd be one in there somewhere. Yes, I mean, you have to sprinkle it very often, but Jesus, man. <laughs> he put the ball in play every time. He could have gone 0 for 69. I don't know. They don't have that stat here, but just he never struck out. Hmm. Yeah, contact hitter. Little NASCAR news here. Last night, late night, Kyle Larson wins the Cookout Southern 500. Um, and the playoffs, 16 rounds. You do three races and drop four guys. So he's locked in with a win. Okay. Next Sunday, it's the Hollywood Casino 400 at the Kansas Speedway. So here's the brackets. The bottom four out right now is Bubba, Harvick, Stenhouse Jr., and Michael McDowell. Top two barely hanging on. Joey Logano's only got a three point lead. You know, Christopher Bell won up. So Bubba's only one behind. So, well, he's only one behind. This guy's only four behind. There's only three races. Um, Kevin Harvick won the first two stages and was doing well. And then got caught in a penalty, a speeding penalty. Um, what happened real quick? During crashes or yellow flags, they close pit road. You can't come in. You have to stay on the track for the yellow flags. But if you're turning off to go into pit row and you pass the commit line, you have to go. Well, he was at the point of no return where he's crossing that line or not when the caution came out. So he got penalized, had to drive through, threw him at the end of the pack. He just never caught back up, hence the low points and low standing. So it is what it is. It was like we talked about the, the town ball rules. It's a rule. Yeah. Once a year you see this happening to some guy and just happened to be him. He will bounce back. WNBA, playoff picture standings projections, links after their 0-6 start are in. Okay. Thank you to Jeremy Kwas for sending me that on our Facebook page this morning as a reminder. So they start 0-6, and like we said at the beginning of the year, they were 0-6, but I think they lost by total combined like 13 points in those six games or something like that. Close games, yes. So they're in, and here's the standings. Top eight make it. So they're in at 19 and 19. Uh, the other bottom three are, are eliminated. So the Sparks and the Sky are kind of battling. The Dream could, you know, Atlanta Dream could trip on their own feet and not make it. But them and the Mystics are probably all but in. But a couple weeks to go, we shall see. And I do have one birthday I want to announce today. And it is today is the birthday. We don't talk age here, Dan. No. I'd like to say happy birthday. Friend of the show. Happy birthday, Kip Kovar. Oh. Kip had the day off today. He just sat and enjoyed the game today. He got to watch, he got to be like us fans and sit and enjoy a ball game as a fan. So well, happy, happy birthday, birthday Kip. Again, I wonder if he had to pay the $10 deposit for the bucket. You think they just gave him that or he had to pay the deposit? Well, probably the deposit. Uh, you probably pay the they're deposit. Pretty yeah. stingy on that. Yes. Well, they're a pretty pretty hard and fast rule. They even, yeah. We'll see. Yeah, I was thinking. Okay. That's a picture of me pre-COVID there with my Mets shirt on at Target Field. Okay. 
Because next weekend I will be at the Mets game at Target Field. There's a picture of the shirt, the Army, going big in Minnesota. Doing a pregame thing down at In Brown Brewery. Okay. And we're all meeting there beforehand. If you want to come down on Saturday, we shall be there. What time is the uh, first first pitch that game? It's an afternoon game, so it'll be one. So we'll probably be down at the brewery about like, I don't know if they're New York fans, probably about 8.39 in the morning. And Perfect. We'll be down there later. What? Well, that'll be fun. So you'll report on that then next week, how that went. Yes. Both the game and the atmosphere and the crowd and the pregame and everything else. Pictures. Pictures of me and my Mets brethren. Brethren, yes. And that's all I have, sir. That's all, all I right. got. That's all I got, man. Well, we've got some. Uh, I've got some things here to bring up. You may, uh, you may have some uh, opinions on this. Uh, we have. It's September first, last week, uh, of course. Yes. Uh, and so, Major League Baseball has this thing called the September call-ups. It used to be a huge deal. Players come up, rosters expanded. All these guys in the dugouts. Um, I did hear some, some overheard some people talking at the baseball tournament, and you know, it's only two players in the in the past. It was a handful of guys that would come up. Yeah. Recently, they just adjusted it to two, and so every team really just brings up one pitcher and one. Fielder, one defensive or a one right, uh, yeah, a position player. That's that's all that it is. So it's not that big of a change as it was before. It's you're still twenty five man roster. You get two extra guys, extra guy in the bench, and extra pitching arm. It's really not that big of a deal. Now the Twins brought up Andrew Stevenson, uh, arguably the MVP yep. of the Saints this season with all the numbers yeah. he's putting up in the bases, he's stealing and the home runs. He's hitting for power, hitting for average, stealing bases. Uh, really good arm in the field and uh, is basically doing it all. So they could have brought him up sooner, uh, you know, just because of a promotion. But uh, the Twins are very heavy in the outfield. Where are you going to put him? Who's going to get sent down? What's going to happen? So they brought him up. Um, good promotion, hats off. Well, good season from him. He's a veteran that's been around, Andy, and has played for other teams and got dropped designated for assignment dfa'd twins picked him up uh he's not a young farmhand young guy but he's been around good veteran to have on the team uh, congrats to uh to him now the twins also brought up uh not as far as the uh well no it was part of the move is louis varlin for pitching louis varlin came up a long time starter always has been a starter very good local same same paul kid they brought him up uh, in a corresponding move though sent down boy uh cole sands is who they brought down so another cole sands is a starting guy they've used uh no room too many starters uh he's all seasons he's been pitching out of the bullpen he's always been a starter though so uh long inning kind of a guy long relief uh louis barlin will do the exact same thing he will not start there's no plan to start him at all for the rest of the season too many starters. So he's going to change his role for the rest of the season to be a long relief man, middle relief. A lot of problems in that middle relief bullpen issue with the Twins closing yeah. the door, shutting these guys down. So Barlin should be good. Postseason kind of a thing. He also would be good there in the bullpen. Uh, but don't believe he's there to stay. He is a starter. Twins did announce when they brought him up that his role this year will be in relief. Next year, he will be back to his uh, starter, uh, starting pitching. So that will be good. Um, football, the Gophers won national TV against yeah. Nebraska. 
wasn't impressive, wasn't big, but a win's a win. It was close. It's exciting at the end, and I've seen comments ranging from, boy, two defensive teams battling to no offense at all to couldn't get the ball rolling here to start off with. But a win's a win. They needed to win against Nebraska. They did. It wasn't pretty, wasn't glamorous, but uh, fun. I mean, it certainly was was good. Now they get into this. They got a three, uh, I think, a non-conference three games uh, coming up uh, that are also going to be very, very tough. The Vikings. North Carolina State looked good in their win also. They got them coming up for the Gophers. Yes, and so that's coming up, I think, next month. They're going to be very tough or at the end of the week uh, or end of the month. Um, North Carolina, not North Carolina State. I apologize. North sorry, uh, North, uh, North Carolina, yep. So it's going to be some fun stuff for the Gophers. High school kicked up. Off, Andy, varsity sports are in full swing. Soccer matches, girls and boys are going uh, football, volleyball, lots of things going on for sports. We'll start covering that a little bit more uh, later. NFL kicks off this week, Thursday. The, the three exhibition games are done. The season kicks off. That Kansas City Chiefs, I think, are uh, playing that Thursday night game. Detroit Lions. Uh, against Detroit, yes. That should be good. A lot of good games there. And then Sunday, all the rest of the games. And then for Monday night, uh, instead of having the two games, I think the second weekend they're going to do two games. But because September 11th falls on a Monday night, yeah. uh, they are going to have that at New York. The Jets will play just a spotlight game yeah. uh, at home. I'm not even sure who they play. I think it's Buffalo Bills, actually. But that's yeah. going to be Monday night. Because it falls on the 11th, uh, September 11th, they're going to do a whole uh, deal with that because of where it falls. So that will be a big focus on New York City then. Yep. Monday. Uh, Boy, the Gophers, Vikings, things are kicking off here in full force. Uh, you know, the St. Paul Saints have three series left, and then they're done. They play six-game series, two on the road, so 12 games on the road. They come home for six. If they're in the playoffs, they are. If they're not, they're going to be done. So uh, they're doing good. The nice thing I was going to say earlier with Andrew Stevenson coming up is that it also gives a spot now for another outfielder that hadn't been getting playing time to, to move up. I'm not putting any, you know, no, no names in particular, but it just opens up that door now for yeah. his last series that Stevenson's not there. Varlin has gone up, you know, Cole Sands is coming back down, but the September call-ups help both the major league teams. And it also opens up the door for the triple a teams with two extra spots that people can get more playing time, more pitching and more hitting. It, it benefits. Uh, but the twins and the Saints are in that rare bracket where the triple a team and the major league team are both in a playoff run. They're both, yes. It's like, man, we got the guys got us to play, you know, but that's why you play minor league. Are you going to see the Saints, you know, you know, take a dip with Stevenson mm -hmm. out, you know, Louis Varland out? Uh, I think Louis Varland was seven and one pitching as a starter for the Saints, but they've got arms down there just as well. They've got guys uh, um, that they can move around. So a lot of talent uh, at all spots. It looks like Willie Castro came up today for the Twins. He's going to be back. And what they did, because they had no roster spots also for, to bring up Willie Castro, Michael A. Taylor in the outfield. Uh, uh, I, I like him. Uh, kind of, kind of a minor, but a hamstring injury. They said, you know what? Let's make room. Send you down for ten days, DL for ten days, just to make room, get better, get healthy. Taylor is uh, phenomenal, really good, great pickup in the off season. And so, in ten days, they have to make now another move to see what are they going to do. Um, but Castro's back. Castro is an all-purpose kind of a utility guy. And like I said, they got Stevens, uh, Stevenson, they got Walner, they got the outfield all set. Buxton, when he comes back, is going to be in the outfield, it sounds like. 
maybe DHing as well, but uh, we don't know how that's all going to work out. But that's, uh, I think that's all I've got here for the show. I, have- I was going to touch on WNBA, but you grabbed that already. Mm-hmm. There's two games left for the Lynx. The rest of the teams in the playoff hunt in the next two weeks, uh, or actually they're done here on that's Sunday. Sweet. They yeah. have either two or three games left. Every team is down to their last two or three games left. So, a week from tonight, we'll know the playoff content uh, yep. and, and the brackets. I got a couple more notes about the Mets. Uh, Pete Alonzo has his third 40th home run season. He now has three of the top six numbers for the Mets for home runs in a season. He was also the fifth guy ever to have three or more 100 RBI seasons. Okay. Now, B say, but Andy, why do you still want to trade him? Well, he's batting 220. Yeah, you know, 100 home runs or. 40 home runs, 100 RBIs are great numbers. But what are you doing with those other hits? Now, is he still advancing guys over and not getting the fielder's choice? Yeah, sometimes. But I'd like to see more, at least a 250 average, if we can do 40 and 100, but that that's me. Yeah, and that, um, and that 250 is tough. For yeah. All the teams are having a tough time. You know, right. people people are typically hitting 220, 230, 240. You see that all around. 250 yep. is great. But yeah, it's. I mean, watch the All Star game this year and next year. How many of those guys are batting below 250, but they're popular players? Um, Sterling Marte is having surgery. He's out for the year. He'll be back next year. And one more thing I was going to touch on. I was going to make this a soapbox, but I don't really want to pad this with a soapbox. You mentioned the 9 11 game. And there's always been this fight in Major League Baseball. Uh, uh, 10th, 11th, and 12th should always be a subway series with the Mets and Yankees. Oh, it's got to be this, this, this. I'm not wearing it today, but most of the time I got a Mets hat on. One of the Mets games this weekend. Bleed blue and orange. More than New York was involved on 9-11, boys and girls. D.C. Yeah, got so- hit. Pennsylvania got hit. So why can't there be a game with the Washington Nationals all the time? Well, the Phillies and Pirates play three-game series at time. Football's got to have their game in New York. Why can't one be in DC also? Yeah, yeah. That more than New York was affected on 9 11. That's all. Not the whole politics of it all or who did what, why, or anything else. Well, that's a good soapbox. I'm sorry? That is a good soapbox topic because it's all New York around the sports scene, but no other locations. They all have sports teams. uh, Philadelphia. DC does. DC, Baltimore Ravens, you know, uh, Baltimore Orioles, uh, DC, the Nationals, you know, all these teams that are in that area. But they, the push has always been, the spotlight has always been New York City. So, you know, the Giants are not part of it, but the Jets are, but the stadium hosts both teams. So they, they push it there um, to tie it in. And of course, the 11th, the way it falls, uh, happens to be on the day this year. Yeah. They, they really don't have that game, but. Be nice to see the, the the politics, I guess, behind that as far as why that is. Uh, not saying it's bad, but why aren't the other teams in it? And once again, there's the big, there's big bank there, big bank. Cool now the last out. thing, Andy, I was going to say is Royce Lewis tonight hit another grand slam for the Twins. <laughs> well, Royce twenty to six, someone better hit one. Royce Lewis, they missed I saw the extra point, on Twitter is now in 11th place all-time for the Twins Grand Slam hitting. And he's played 57 games with the Twins. (laughs) Great stat. Great stat. It's one of those fluke things. He's literally played, I think it's 57 games in a Twins uniform, and he has uh, three Grand Slams. Uh, 
and he's now 11th on the all-time list for Twins players. I thought that was pretty good. Now, never saw that long-term deal. For 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 those being serious now, the record for a rookie is is four. It's only been done one time in both the American or the National League. Uh, a couple of guys had hit three, but there's a couple of weeks left for the season. If Royce hits his fourth grand slam, now granted, once again, you have to come up in situations where bases right. are loaded, and those could be few and far between, but for some reason he's coming up. So uh, it could be interesting. But nonetheless, the record is four. He could tie the record with a fourth or take the record with his fifth, but – this is just phenomenal. Fun to watch. Fun to watch. That's all I've got. That's it. Wait, we've got a trivia answer, Andy. Oh, I tried to sneak that by you. Go ahead. Because I don't trivia. know the answer, but I was trying to avoid it. The beginning of the of the episode, we talked about Penn State joining the Big Ten in football. Big Ten, Penn State was added. The question is, what year were they added? I'm going to guess and say 93. Yes. That's right? Okay. That's actually correct. I knew it was early 90s, so it's like, okay, 93 is in the middle of early 90s. I'll guess that one. So so get this, Andy. Anyone less than 33 years old or, or 30 years old, uh, you know, they, they, they've only known. you got to think of the kids in high school and college nowadays. They've only known a world where Penn State was always part of the Big Ten, which is so foreign for you and I to think yeah. of that it's you – know, they, they got added. It was so weird to get my head around back. 11 teams they, in the Big Ten. 11 teams, the Big Ten, Penn State came in. Later, Nebraska came in, Maryland. Rutgers. You know, all these teams came in. It was so foreign to us. But that's been 30 years already. It was 30 years today they played their first game in the Big Ten. And guess who they played, Andy? The Golden Gophers. They beat them 38-10 to 10 on this day 30 years ago in their first inaugural Big Ten game in football. Penn State has been – in the Big Ten now for 30 years. Hard to imagine. Feels like they just joined. Seems so odd. But then again, talk to the youngsters. They'll ro roll their eyes by saying, I don't I don't know a world where they were never in the Big yeah. Ten. But it is what it is. It's all going to change in 2024 when all the other teams come in. But that's a show for another day. And I saw one, uh, some guy put up a new logo, the Pac-12. So it's down to two teams right now. So they've called it the Tupac. <laughs> Pac-12, Tupac. The Tupac League. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting the stuff. Yeah, baseball season is closing up. Amateur baseball has ended now in the state of Minnesota. The uh, the Twin Cities annual fall season. Fall ball begins this coming Wednesday. That's a 12 to 14 game season. Amateur baseball. Uh, we'll be reporting on that as well. Have a good week, everyone. Bye.